You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, hey, everybody. It is Randy Simone. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to Being Free with Simone podcast. I'm here today, finally, with a guest. I know, you know, I took a little break because I was sick and then I came back with a solo episode. You know, you all had a monthly update with just me per usual so it's been a brief moment since I've had a guest but I have a familiar voice back again why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself Uh, well (laughs) back at it again with the back at it again it's your girl Janelle also known as Nell two times also known as Mason's OG and I'm here and I'm free. <laughs> yes, yes. So today we're talking about finding peace. And the reason I wanted you specifically to do this particular topic with me is because we've known each other for nearly two decades. And dang, we get <laughs> girl but, please <laughs> you get no i'm getting, getting better now getting better with time like fine wine is what we're getting um but no we've known each other for going on two decades and i've definitely seen a lot of growth um within you over time and a big part of that growth has been you finding peace So I wanted to dive deeper into that as I as well have, you know, been able to, you know, find peace a little more and more as time moves forward. So as always, you know, I have some questions to toss at you. You know how this goes. So we'll go ahead and dive in. So, yep, I know I'm ready. (laughs) At what particular moment or maybe what series of events or moments was it that you realized for yourself that you either needed peace period or that you needed more peace in your life um I think it was during a time where I had just got out of like a really abusive relationship and I feel like I had nowhere to turn. And everybody always say, oh, turn to Jesus. Okay, I get all of that. But I was really just in a really dark space. And I just didn't know what to do. And I think I got that first feeling of like being peaceful it was when me and my baby first moved into our house. And it was just me and him and the dog. I didn't have no furniture. I didn't have no pots and pans. We just had first night in our house. We had, I never forget it. We had some emos and we watched Netflix. And I feel like that was like one of the most peaceful times from me having just living in a life full of chaos and it wasn't no order, no stability, no really plan or no goal. Mm-hmm. And then um, just basically as of recently, I've really learned how to set my boundaries because having a boundary is everything because mm-hmm. if you don't have a boundary you don't have nothing and it's just like it got to a point because Janelle is always there for everybody Janelle is always you can always count on Janelle but my thing is I used to sit back like well who can Janelle count on yeah and it's like I, I really didn't have that many people as I thought I did that I could really count on like I didn't realize that I was being used until one of my friends pointed out like you're being used as fuck and I don't like it mm-hmm. and I have to remove myself because I just don't like how it made you feel and I know 2020 was a really hard year for me yeah year, a lot of people really thought that I was bitter and angry but I just I just decided to for lack of better words shut the fuck up 
because I was always the one talking. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to sit back and just observe and see how things went on, which ended up coming full circle, which made a lot of sense from talking to a really good friend of mine. And she was just telling me, if you noticed, I I speak on things that I need to speak on, mm-hmm. but if I feel like a lot of things aren't relevant, I'm not going to say a word. I'm just going to let people talk who like to talk. Yep. Like he's like Jackie Chan said, I like I let people talk who like to talk to find out how full of shit they are, period. Listen. And that's been, been sitting with me for so long. And it just made it just clicked. I said, You show me, let me shut the fuck up. Just yeah. shut up. And sometimes you just gotta sit back, shut up, observe, and let people show you exactly what they need to. Cause they if they gonna the right ones, they're gonna talk enough. Right. They either going to talk enough to let you know that they somebody you need in that corner or they're going to talk enough to let you know that there's someone you need to distance yourself from. And I've been doing it. I've learned about that a lot with a lot of different friendships these past couple years. That's that's real. Um, for me, I think it was my move to Texas that started it. Um I just felt like I wasn't stable. Like it was always something. Um, I, my level of structure, like there was some structure there, but not a lot like before moving. So when I moved here, I started spending more time with myself. Um, I kind of had to, I didn't really know a lot of people here and the people who I did know here, like, you know how spread out stuff is here. Like you don't get to see the people you do know here that often because everyone is so spread out. So I spent a lot of time by myself and I started realizing, Hey, I really do like myself when, you know, when I cut out all that outside noise and I got used to that feeling and I was like, I have to do whatever I must to maintain this. Um, so I, that started it. I was holding on to certain things and certain people from before my move. And I was like, you know, if you want to reach, you know, a higher level of peace, if you will, you got to let that go. You got to, you know you 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 got to move you got to move a little more different so but yeah the move definitely kicked that off for me and I was like like I said once I started spending more and more time with myself I realized that I really liked that and that I didn't want to give that up for bullshit like if I'm gonna oh if I'm gonna allow you to you know be around me and take up the time that I could be spending with myself like it has to be worth it right so okay so do you feel that you have had a hard time maintaining your inner peace or do you feel that it has come pretty easy to you nigga it's hard (laughs) it is hard because life life throws a lot of different obstacles at you and then it's just like I've been rolling with that shit but it's hard because mm-hmm. dealing with an active child a gifted child at that mm-hmm. dealing with um learning a new job then turn around and then learning another new job then trying to figure out where you fit in your and I'm just speaking on my personal experience mm-hmm. figure out where your entrepreneurial hat really is what's your niche like what are you passionate about then on top of that trying to maintain a household trying to maintain a sickly pet like um dealing with that that dynamic with my mother Mm -hmm. where it's like you want me to be grown but you want me to be a kid like sis pick a side I'm not I'm not doing this like I legit today had to tell my mama you know what I don't like your tone and I'm not going to listen to this. So you can disconnect the call because I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. So had to deal with that. It just had to deal with like my family not really being a family since my grandpa died. But I'm like, that was there before he died. 
Mm-hmm. Were really a family when he was living for real, but that's neither here nor there. It's just like trying to pick and choose your battles mm-hmm. and trying to fit fit therapy and all of that. Because I I'm real candid, like I'm candid with you. I'm candid with my therapist. Yeah, I will tell her I'm motherfucking tired of this shit. I just need to take me a motherfucking three three day nap. Like I'm over it. Like it's just so much. It's so many like things and entities that just go in just my everyday just me waking up and just going but i know for a fact i gotta play devil's advocate mm-hmm. i'm not going what's gonna get what's gonna keep my baby going right he's the one even though i never got that effect affection from my mm-hmm. parents i try to be affectionate even though i can be closed off to my son and mm-hmm. i'm just making him tougher but at the same time i try to love on him too because yeah. I don't want him to grow up as a man with a stigma, you know? I don't want him to be, for lack of better words, I don't want him to be no bitch-ass nigga. Because mm-hmm. I'm not. So. I feel that. That's, that's just making me, like, I just got to push myself. And I constantly, like, I, I get accolades. I get praise every once in a while. But sometimes I just be wanting to, like, the real raw truth. Like, tell mm-hmm. me if I'm fucking up, tell me I'm fucking up. If I'm yeah. lacking, tell me I'm lacking. I don't need a whole bunch of yes people around me. I appreciate the no's sometimes. Yeah. That, that lets me know, okay, I need to deal with myself. Right. Like I said, I grew up Christian, whatever, whatever. And it's like, I've always noticed if I call people mm-hmm. and they Available to answer me. That's God's way of telling me I need to spend some time by myself, or I need to spend some time with Him, meditating, praying, listening, doing whatever it is to keep me in a centered space where yeah. I don't talk to people. That's real. That's real, and it's honest. Like, yeah, we have to be honest with ourselves. And I know, like, I've had, you know, I've, I won't say had to, but uh, like kind of adding to the point you made about you know tell me when I'm fucking up I've definitely told you sometimes like is this like is this worth you getting that worked up about Mm -hmm. like tomorrow both of y'all you know have have probably forgot about it so don't be letting people because a lot of times like when we're when we're feeling xyz it involves other people so, you know, I've definitely said to you before, like, don't be letting these people get in your head or, you know, get in your heart and f- change your mood like that, especially over some, you know, some bullshit. Like, I get that you can't always let shit slide. And I'm not saying you, I'm just saying people like people in general we can't always let shit slide like it life doesn't work like that but like you said we do we have to pick and choose our battles like what is worth your it's energy like you gotta figure out who's really credible and mm-hmm. who's yes a bitch can tell you all kind of shit how to have peace in your relationship and be single as hell why am I why am I getting advice from you unless you actually went through that situation and you mm-hmm. say, oh well, this is what I've done or this is what I could have done better? Don't just off the rip tell me this is what you need to do, or forget him, like you don't need to be talking to him. And it's like it'd be the same women that say you don't need to be talking to a nigga dealing with a nigga that's more fucked up than the nigga you fucking with, or something to that extent. Like They'll be like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I couldn't do that. But I'm like, you sitting here and let this man just pull all your energy. Yeah. But you're telling me what you wouldn't do in my situation. And I'm just honestly talking to you. That's why that's like a whole nother topic. You can't vent to all your friends. Neither. I was just about to say that, that kind of ties into it. You can't confide in everyone because even that can disrupt your peace um, because of the energy that they give back. Like, I don't, I don't talk to all my friends about all my issues. There are certain people that I can talk to about certain things because even if the response isn't what I want to hear, I know that it's going to have the delivery that I need. Um, 
or that I'll even get a response. Because sometimes, you know, you can vent to people and they don't have a response for you at all. Um, so yeah, that got that ties into it, you know, making sure you're you're venting to the to the right people. Um for me, I don't I won't really say that maintaining my peace has been hard because I keep to myself a lot. Like y'all know I am extremely selective about the people who I let who you know I allow myself to be around on a consistent basis. So that plays a major part in my piece. Um, there are certain people who I can only take small doses of, like <laughs> couple a couple of days here, and I don't need to see you for for a minute because I can't have like I love you, but I can't have that energy on a consistent basis. There are other people who I could see them five six days in a row and then you know I need my little social you know I need to recharge from my social interaction and then I'm ready to see them again so a big part of it for me has just been being very selective about who who I spend time talking to or being around um in some spaces it may get a little hard like I'd say maybe work more than anything um it does get a little hard but like I you know told you we do have to pick and choose our battles and what I'm not gonna do is I I I I stopped letting my job extend into my personal life like when I'm done working for the day I'm done working for the day that mean I'm done working I'm logging off and I'm done talking about it. I'm done. Whatever, whatever issue was there, I deal with it tomorrow. Right. Um, dwelling on things that I don't have control over or um, how people, you know, how people act, what people will and won't do, people not doing their job, how they should. Yes, it does frustrate me, but it's not, that's not my, that's not my company. And it doesn't change my pay. So I'm only going to let it frustrate me so much until I be like, you know what, actually, I don't care, you know, or I don't, I don't care that much. Not really putting my business out there like that, but we've had this conversation. That's where I'm at with a situation. I Mm -hmm. don't care. Like, I literally just was like, I washed my hands with it. Mm-hmm. You're, this person is reaching out to me. Like, I really don't have, I don't have much to say to you. Like, this is a person that I that I talk to often. Yeah. That I used to take the time out for all the time. And just be like, you, you was my, mo- you my motherfucking nigga. But now it's just like, mm, okay, well... <laughs> I don't have it for you no more. I don't. I really feel. It's like, and it's like, I don't, as much as people have told me that this person, oh, this person, not really your friend. This person don't really fuck with you like that. Mm -hmm. I put, I took that constructive criticism and I nestled it in a box. Mm. I thought about it and I said, huh. Then the another piece of advice that I got from my late grandfather. He told me if someone showed you that they were truly a friend in the beginning and they start fucking up, he said either they had fucked up intentions or they really going through some shit and they embarrassed mm. about how their shit is playing out. And you don't change the way you are because they fucked up. You just find a, I pivot. My best friend Tiffany said it the best. She said, you start pivoting motherfucking situations. And once I learned how to pivot these situations, I've been better off. You have to. I would, and I would internalize and pull somebody's emotions and energy into me so bad to where I'm sitting back like, why the fuck are you upset? Mm-hmm. Why are you so angry? Why are you drinking heavily? Why are you yelling at your child and he ain't doing nothing but asking you a question? Mm-hmm. 
So I literally had to check myself too in the midst mm -hmm. of all that. And I feel like I've became more peaceful. Like I'm still Janelle that don't take no shit, but mm -hmm. I'm still like, I'm chill. Like I don't have to be extra. Like I be extra when it's time for me to be extra. Like high school, college, I was deemed the drama queen. Janelle always know where to go to. I always know what to do. I am washed at this point. I don't be knowing shit. <laughs> I just be like, huh, okay. I mean, I've seen it, but you know, I ain't really been interacting. Yeah. I literally just been doing what makes Janelle happy. And I feel like that's that what goes into like maintaining your peace. Like everybody knows happiness is emotion, but also happiness is like is a self, it's a self-attribute. It's it's something that it's part of your personality. Mm -hmm. like you you don't have to be happy 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 all the time but if you have that sense of peace as you've been saying you you're gonna be good you don't yes. have to worry about nothing yes i brought that up worry go hand in hand but i be leaning what's on the peace side because when you worry you know you get ulcers and shit and i don't got time yeah like i brought that up not long ago and i was saying how you know life is gonna life things ne everything is never gonna be perfect everything is never it's never gonna be bad all the time like has its ups and downs but a big major part of me realizing that I had peace was how I reacted to situations that were less favorable you know shit happens exactly um me me dwelling on things like yeah I might get you know a little upset or whatever or I might cry whatever the situation may be but then we're gonna move on and we're gonna deal with it because yeah. life happens but I, I agree wholeheartedly because yes how you how you let things affect you um the best way to think about it is think about your your, your personal birthday mm -hmm. everybody Nobody on this earth, and I'm willing to bet my salary, can say they've had the perfect birthday. One thing has fucked it up, but it's all about how you react to that thing. How about like, oh, the dress you wanted or the suit you wanted didn't fit, or they fucked up your lining. You know how niggas are with their linings. A bitch eyebrow. Like, it be little stuff, but you have mm. to learn how to pivot perspective and pivot you are so right and that makes me think about one of the and then it makes you go back and just think about your birthdays like what went wrong yep and I think about and when I think about that I think about my birthday I think it was 2018 and I went to San Francisco it was me Brittany Randa and it was me Brittany and Carmen and then at the time Randa was living in Sacramento so she drove down and um, and met us. And the plan was we were staying in San Francisco. And if y'all know anything about San Francisco, it is not a party town at all. Like it shuts down very early. Like I guess maybe like 10, 11 o'clock or whatever. We were going to go to Oakland and kick it. Like we was like where the hood niggas at <laughs> like I want to turn up so that morning my birthday morning like you know they woke me up with my favorite song if you don't know international players anthem um the one with outcast and they woke me up with international players anthem and I think makers mark <laughs> um my friends know me very well um, we have like, ordered some Uber Eats, then went out and about. I think we got, uh, I think we ended up getting lobster rolls that day. And it was just, it was just a day full of random stuff, but we ended up not making it to Oakland because we had, we, we were stuck. Mm three like me and Brittany were definitely stuck I think Randa was a little stuck and Carmen was like somebody has to be sober 
but we were stuck. So we didn't make it to Oakland. And I remember them apologizing so much about Randy. We so sorry. And I'm like, do y'all not realize that this has been literally one of the best birthdays I have had. It was full of randomness, but I felt loved on so much. We went to like, we took our big grown asses to a maid, a mirror maze. Like I bought spices. We went to get Girardelli chocolates. Like I was, I was just loved on. And you so perspective. And I'm like, y'all ain't got to apologize for nothing. Y'all, I don't club like that anyway. So this was like, okay, cool, whatever. Like we, we didn't make it. I still had a very good birthday. Like, like I said, it's still to date one of my favorite birthdays. So, yes, I could have been been out of shape about the fact that we didn't go to make it to Oakland to go to the club. But look at how much else went right. Well, shit, Oakland Oakland's still there, goddammit. Also, Oakland ain't going no damn where. Shit, so. It's literally not going anywhere. Like, eventually, I'll make it over there. We'll see what it, what's up and... But no, I had a really great time. I felt loved on. I felt celebrated. And I was with some of the people that I love. Period. So. Good birthday to me. 100%. So you've already stated that um, doing things that make you happy and setting boundaries contribute to your inner peace. Mm -hmm. So. What else do you, would you say contributes to your inner peace? And the second part to that question is, are you able to identify what disrupts your inner peace? Yeah. Um, what contributes to my inner peace? And I don't need you to be judgy. Smoking weed. This is a judge-free zone, ma'am. <laughs> when I say smoking weed, has really been contributed to my inner peace. Like, and if I got some real good, I got a good batch. Oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, mm-hmm. it's just it. It calms me down because it's like I already have. I'm already anxious about shit. Yeah. Because I always because I feel like I'm my own worst critic. First off, we're overthinkers. Secondly, you know, personally, but secondly, it's like. I'm always in my head. I'm always trying to figure out, like, am I parenting right? Am I doing this shit right? Like, I really be, like, on my ass because I just I just really want to be the best version of myself. And yeah. um, besides when it, like, I, my go-to thing is, like, smoke, like, I smoke weed, but I don't do it to where I'm reeking of it. Mm-hmm. I'll take an itty here and there but you know I'm just like I'm chilling well if you see me out if people know me they see me out they always be calling me the hookah queen because if they don't have it I'll bring my own yeah you've seen me do that but it's been real like to me it's just relaxing it's like mm-hmm. I, I drink but I don't overindulge like I did in my 20s mm-hmm. so it's like I have to find different things and like those are my vices but at the same time I'm not trying to feel like that's the only thing that keeps me peaceful. Yeah. I like to read. I like to meditate. I like to, I like my planner. And if Mm -hmm. anyone knows me, I've been planning for some years now. Like I like, I like it because it's tangible. It's cool to have my phone, but I like to actually be able to touch it. Yeah. Same. So um, I'm really like, analytical when it comes to stuff like that and my thought processes are always different mm-hmm. I'm thinking about what I could do next how I can maintain something different how I can get this to go this way right I'm always trying to I'm always trying to one-up myself because I feel like I live a fairly good life right now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm steady like I have a good good paying career Mm-hmm. Um, I I really just like enjoy the company that I keep when it comes to like my friends or loved ones and stuff like that and I'm just more so just blessed basically so I really just don't be on 
I'm sorry, it's my laptop. <laughs> I really don't be on anything different. I just be real chill. So mm-hmm. I just be on like positivity for the most part. I don't I don't want to be that person that's just like stuck in a rut all the time. Yeah. And I just I just know as far as like the second part saying with like have I am I able to identify what disturbs it? Absolutely. It's always distractions. Like if I'm going back to something toxic or if I'm giving a toxic energy something that's basic as hell. Mm-hmm. I, I know that's not my that's not my character. That's not my how I am. So I know I have to change it up. Yeah. That coughing that's Rocco. You know, he's sick. Oh baby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I I definitely love that you can identify what contributes to your peace and what disrupts it because everybody can't. Um, and sometimes that's why people stay in a um as like a chaotic hamster wheel. Um, not being able to identify that because I mean you in a sort you're identifying your triggers um so knowing what your triggers are and being able to remove yourself when you're triggered or stay away from things that you know could trigger you is essential um for me what contributes to my inner peace is plant care Plant care has become a major part of my healing process because it has allowed me to create a healthy attachment. Um, Before therapy, I had major um, attachment issues Mm. and unhealthy situations. So plant care has, um, like I said, that's allowed me to nurture a healthy attachment. Um, I unfortunately I lost two of my babies, but we still at we at 26 though, so we still doing pretty good. Um so that um traveling or p- even just planning travel contributes to my inner peace. Um it just fulfills me like I like exploring, I like adventures, um planning to uh, like I'm not gonna plan you know itineraries from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed but I'm I'm go I'm not going never going anywhere and not knowing what I want to do when I'm gonna do it while I'm there is always you know up in the air but what I want to do like I know if I want to go see this lake or I know if I want to go to this museum or I know if I want to go check out this you know this restaurant you know so plant that doing that um yeah you good for taking a girl on a good road trip listen (laughs) I am spending time (laughs) spending time with the people who um, who have good energy mm. um, until my social meter fills up. <laughs> but that, that makes me happy. That fills me up. Um, yeah. Things that I am, and I am able to identify things that disrupt my peace. Um, I don't, I, I have to be careful about who, I allow around me um there's certain energies I'm just not gonna allow myself to be around because I know those people and I know that they're triggering um because of actions in the past you know the way they carry themselves the way they move the way they talk um and I just yeah that can't disrupt my peace um oversharing but um has in the past been something that I've struggled with and it has had its way of disrupting my peace because you can't share with everyone and sometimes those responses there's a difference between constructive criticism and just downright 
mm, negativity. Right, right. Um, so I've that as something that I've struggled with in the past, making sure that I have control over that, um, and not letting that, you know, go. Ari has been, you know, um, I think, I mean, for the most part, I think those are the major things. Um, not picking my battles wisely. Um, we talked that we've, we've, you know, talked about that is definitely a peace disruptor. Like you really have to know what is worth your energy. And a lot of times, most of the shit ain't worth my energy. I have, I really give a lot of shit and I don't care attitude these days. Cause I, and it's not that I don't care at all about a lot of stuff. I don't care enough to let it stress me out. And if I can't do anything about it, if it's something on my end and I can't do anything about it, then there's no point in me dwelling on it. If it's something on someone else's end and I can't help them through it, because you know, people don't always want to listen to what you have to say either. If I can't help them through it, then... I'm only, you know, I'm only going to listen to somebody vent about something for so long. Like, like, because at this point, it's like, look, motherfucker, either you're going to change it or you're not. You know, so, and, and I, and I hope that that's not coming off to people who don't know me wrong because the people who do know me know that I'm a great, like have told me and know I am a good listener, but I'm also, I'm not going to let y'all dwell on stuff for too long you know that like okay how are we going to fix the situation what can I do to help you in this moment like do you need do we need to plan a trip so you can get your mind off of this shit like do you like do you need to block like you want to block this person (laughs) like do you need me to do like what do what do we need to do so that you can get through this yes no, <laughs> like, but yeah, so okay. So my last question for you is what is a common myth you've heard about leading a peaceful life that you want to debunk debunk here today? Oh, a myth. Shit, we're gonna be here all day if I was going in. <laughs> My favorite black mama quote, do as I say, not as I do. Um, yeah, no, nah. because you may be misguided on what you've been taught and you're trying to program me or condition me into thinking in that same way when I'm not going to do that. I'm my own person. I have my own energy. I have my own personality. Therefore, I make my own decisions. I have my own thoughts, which is why not at all, not all parents. I'm just speaking on my parenting. I have to learn how to listen to my child. Even though sometimes when and a lot of parents can can feel me, these new kids, they motherfucking talk and talk. Yes, they can. They will talk oh. your ears you be like, God damn, is this what I talked about? Like, what? But that's neither here nor there. It's just like that myth with just like a lot of the things that we laugh and like we can laugh and joke on our own trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's like when when parents say, oh, you gonna listen to me and this, then the third, it's like, I respect you enough to listen to you. But it's not always not about what you say, it's how you say it. And you can't go in with a drill sergeant attitude and you have a sensitive child because mm-hmm. it's not going to work. And that was something that I actually had to teach my mom. I'm like, when you start coming at me hard, I shut down and I don't listen to you. And that's in friendships. And that was, I learned in my relationship, which is why I got deemed as like, um, aggressive a lot of people say I come off as aggressive but I just know I don't even try to be aggressive I'm just passionate 
Yeah. Like, you know, if I want something, I'm going after it. I can wait for it to come to me, but if I really want it, i.e. another situation that we talked about, I went after it. Mm-hmm. Did I get the results I wanted? No, I didn't. But I felt good enough to say I did it. So I went after what I wanted. And it's not doing nothing, but it just makes me, you know, reevaluate myself. I'm like, okay, I can I could do some things different. My guy friend told me he think it's just a St. Louis woman thing about women being so aggressive. I was like, no, nah, because a lot of women probably just been jerked around so many times. They have this defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. And you have to find a woman to where you have that particular key to unlock that code. Well, some of uh, a lot of St. Louis women do talk like that, though. But it is like either it is how they talk. You gonna hear it or you not? Yeah. So it's like okay, I feel like, and it's just me, and I'm really not trying to get off topic. I just feel like a lot of these men are pacified. Absolutely. So I feel like the roles have reversed. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see men chasing women no more. You see women chasing men. I'm not I chasing agree. but a chick. I agree. Like, I can't. And it's just like, you don't want to be in that person, like, with that whole myth of, oh, like, girl, I could go on and on, especially by roles and all this other stuff. But anyway, just to go back, because, you know, I'll go down a rabbit hole. <laughs> just to go back to what I was saying, as far as, like, the do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. I think I want to debunk that myth because, again, you can tell somebody a million times how to do something everybody's not going to think you're going to have probably 2% that'd be like, okay, I'll do it. You got a lot of people that are visual learners, physical learners. They got to do the shit to know. I could tell you a million times my stove is hot. It's going to be that one motherfucker that's going to touch it. Are you believe my word? You didn't believe my, so you ain't trust me. Like it's, it's a whole situation. Like I'm telling you the stove is hot. We looking at the eyes red and I'm telling you it's hot and you still go over there and touch it because you didn't believe what the fuck I said. You literally just had to go do it. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just me. I, I know. I'm a head bumper. I got a bump. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, a myth that I think exists about people who lead peaceful lives is that you have to like that you have to quote unquote fix yourself before you can find peace Mm. and that is not true um fixing yourself um my (laughs) like actually and also that's I don't like the word fixing. I like healing. Mm. Um, And my healing journey started well before I found, like started to find peace. But I have found peace and there are still things that I am healing from. So I don't, I don't think that that's, that that's, 100% true that you need to you don't have to be this one there's we're not perfect people but you don't have to be whatever your idea is of this perfect person in order to find peace you just have to be willing to put your foot down and say this is what peace looks like for me and I'm blocking out anything that doesn't look like that, period. Now, you do have to reach a certain level of self-awareness to be able to identify those things. But being fully, quote unquote, fixed or being fully healed is not a prerequisite to finding peace. It is not. So that's how I feel about it. Um, but it's a it's a very good space to be in. Um, and like I said, I I tell 
you know, I've told you, I tell other friends, protect your peace as if your life depends on it because it does. Mm -hmm. It literally does. I had a health scare a couple years ago when my blood pressure was like at stroke levels. I'm too like part of it is hereditary. Um, but the other part is that I was just it was too much stuff stressing me out. Like I wasn't taking care of my mind and my body and my spirit. And no. So yes, my life depends on it. And it's just like so when I tell people, for instance, I'm not engaging in no arguments. I'm not arguing literally raises your blood pressure. I'm not doing it for me to, for what to me then walk away with a migraine because I didn't got my blood pumped up and my heart pumped up so bad that you like, I'm not letting nobody take me there. Right. We can have a, we can absolutely disagree, but we can talk to each other. That's what I say. I don't have no issue having conversations with people and we, you know, we ain't seeing eye to eye, but we're going to keep it calm. We're going to keep it respectful. The minute you decide that you're about to start yelling or being disrespectful, I'm checking out because my life depends on this shit. I'm not letting nobody take me there. So that's what I, you know, continue to reiterate to the people I care about protect your peace as if your life depends on it because it does like I don't want you know I have people in my life who struggle with depression that shit is real so if there is anything that you can do to help 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 that then do it you know, sometimes it takes, you know, more drastic measures, you know, people need medication or whatever, and that's okay. But if there's anything that is within your power and anything that you can block out that, you know, that would aid to your depression, do that because your life depends on it. You don't get to disrupt my peace. You, you don't get, no one gets that power. I have control over that. And the moment I decided that nobody else would get control over my peace, all right, how I feel, I got an, I remember I had a little spat with somebody close to me last year and I was pissed off at the time they told me, they was like, cause I was telling them how X, Y, Z made me feel something that they had done or how they were moving made me feel a certain way. And it really had me, you know, fucked up. And their response was, your feelings are your own. Now I was annoyed as fuck when they told me that, but after I calmed down and I was like, but they didn't tell you nothing wrong. Your feelings are your own. They're yours to feel and to process. And you don't get to project your feelings on the other people. If something they did made you feel a certain way, then you make the decision whether or not you want to continue to deal with that person or not. Mm -hmm. But you don't get to be passive aggressive and, you know, be you know, an ass because they made you feel a certain way. Awesome. Okay. Well, those are all the questions that I have for you today, my dear. Do you have any other, um, any other words that you need to add to that before we move on to our closing remarks? Um, Only thing I can just tell everybody to just find what, find your happy. Find mm-hmm. what makes you happy and do an activity. You'll feel better when you do an activity. It ain't got to be nothing like running around the track or no shit, but just do something that goes towards your mental, physical, and emotional health. Yes. And I wanted to add, I thought of two other things that add to my inner peace. 
spending time out in nature, which is so funny to me because growing up, I hated outside. And now I absolutely love it. Mountains, hiking trails, lakes, oceans, rivers, all of that shit. Absolutely love it. I love spending time with nature. Water more than bodies of water more than anything is so peaceful. And taking myself out on dates. Like I had fell off for a little minute, but taking myself out and just like taking myself out to dinner, to the movies, to an art show, whatever the case, like just taking myself out and loving on me that that those things absolutely add to my inner peace. So thank you, Nell, once again. I think this is what your third episode. What girl for? Okay. I can't wait to get you on a Patreon so we can really get down and dirty. Right. <laughs> can't wait for that. Um, so be on the lookout for those invitations. Um, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you on Beyonce's internet. Well, on Beyonce Giselle knows Carter internet, you can find me at nail two times on Twitter. The Instagram, uh, Facebook is Janelle Marquette. That's it. I don't have nothing else. Shoot, you can type it in on LinkedIn if y'all trying to give me a job. Flawless Noises Network. (laughs) All right. And you all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook across the board at being free pod. That's the letter B, the letter N, free pod. Thank you all so much. We've almost made it through one year of the podcast. I've, you know, only missed a a few episodes, you know, but we'll try to miss less next year. I don't plan on going anywhere anytime soon, you know, making sure that I'm working on next year's content, making sure that I have some new juicy topics, some fresh voices, some return voices, and Please continue to like, share, comment. Really, really, really love when you all comment on, you know, whether it be on the um, on the comment section on these social media pages. But what I really love is when you all go over to, you know, Apple Podcasts and you actually give me a rating and leave a comment really big on that but love the continued support love it i appreciate you all so much thank you again for tuning in be well be safe be free bye y'all